everyone. Welcome to Oh the Cubanity. My name is Mike Mercadal. With me, as always, is my bestest friend in the whole wide world. Mike Mercadal's best friend, Chris Kwan, ladies and gentlemen. I thought you were going to say my name. <laughs> um, yes, no. the thank you, everybody who's been listening. We are loving the support we're getting, and uh, even the people who are challenging us on our ideas, because it means that we're doing something right and uh, we, this is a, a thank you to everybody who's following at O underscore the Cubanity on Twitter and us on, on, uh, on Instagram, on uh, Cuban without the B and my boring ass name, Mike Mercadal, just oh. <laughs> for branding purposes. I don't know. I, I picked my own name like when Twitter was supposed to be the next big business thing. And then now it's just my name. If you would have gotten Anthony Gonzalez or Alexander uh, Alexander Gonzalez, fucking millionaire. Let me tell you, <laughs> people try to buy Twitter things. There's just um, got to be like one lawyer out there named like Alexander Gonzalez who's like, my God, what I would give, what I would give to go back in time and secure my username as Alexander Gonzalez instead of having to be like you know Law Papi Chulo sixty four or something. Like that. I'm telling you, back in the old school AOL days, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, Cuban Chulo sixty nine XO XO or whatever it was. Um, uh, thank you to everybody who's following and liking and sh- sharing and subscribing and writing reviews. Thank you so much. That was very nice. Um, and uh, this is the technically the first episode with that we're that is actually the show and not just us talking to each other because we have a very special guest. Um, she is uh, killing it on TikTok as everybody's mom friend. Uh, but she's also been an actress, a spokesperson, a host. She's done a ton of things, and uh, she fits today's theme perfectly. Uh, if wherever you are, a round of applause for Kathy Pedrias, everybody. Yay! <laughs> Do I applaud myself? You can. <laughs> okay. It In shows self confidence. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, thank you for being here. I, you were one of the first people I thought of to be a guest on here because today's topic, and I, I, I. We've decided that each show is going to have una tema, you know, like we're going to be talking like about you and your story and everything, but it's going to be centered around this idea because I think it fits you very well. Ponte las pilas. Ponte las pilas. Ponte las pilas. I love That's that. That's right. Right? Vete a Radio to... Shack y ponte las pilas. For real. For our non-Spanish speakers, uh, that means uh, put in your batteries, which uh, yes. literally translates to put your batteries in. Yeah, put your batteries um, in. Go to Radio Shaquille O'Neal and put Radio your Shaquille batteries O'Neal. in. Uh, but it's 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 uh, just a phrase to be like, get to work. You know, like, mm-hmm. dale. You know, like, like it, it's there's an element to uh, everything you've been doing. Also, you've kind in my mind, you're a social media expert. Not not because you have training or stuff, because you fucking did it. I did do you know it. I, mean? I did do it. <laughs> yeah. I, I have so many friends that, uh, or I have a, actually, I know a couple people who are genuinely in the PR industry and, and do social media and you win. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you beat them. Well, it's, it's a little bit of, um, I mean, when it comes to the social media stuff, it's all about like tricking the algorithm. And I just got very lucky in that when TikTok dropped, I was an early adopter. I was actually on it in 2017, but my company at the time forbade me from being on it. Um, so mm-hmm. I had to delete my account and everything. So anyway, so I was on it in 2017, trying to get my company to like get on it, that this was the next big thing. They told me, absolutely not. We can't use music um, on any of our stuff. I was posting. They told me to take everything down. But so I was an early adopter. And what happened was I happened to go viral for some video on the Socratic method. 
And when that got picked up by BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed posted it on Instagram. That suddenly drove a ton, 15,000 followers overnight to my page. Of course, Instagram sees that as why is there this spike happening right now? Then I then two weeks later, they drop reels or maybe two days later. It was like around the same oh, time. Oh, right, yeah. So BuzzFeed pushes all this um, just people to my account. People are checking me out. I start dropping reels and it just, it, care, it just flowed. So um, yeah. it was kind of but luck. You've also, yeah, but you've also found like this, this, uh, this. Well, this character I mm -hmm. would call it. It's you, but it's like this, this uh, mom friend character. Yeah. So the the mom friend character, I, I'm not even fully sure how that. Oh, I do know how that came about. So TikTok gave me that name, and it was because I posted a video. <laughs> <laughs> I posted a video about. Um, for random things I keep in my first aid kit that were like unusual. For example, I keep a paper cup and I keep a paper cup because in the case that somebody gets stabbed in the eyeball with a pencil, I can secure that thing before emergency services get there. Wow. <laughs> so I keep- I'm gonna say as a paramedic, that is 100% accurate. <laughs> so you're my mom's friend who tells her about the dangers. Every day when I would leave my house, my mom would be like, oye, tremendo peligro is looming everywhere. You're that friend, huh? No. But I'm not, I'm not a fear monger. And by the way, I actually learned that at Miami-Dade Community College. I took a four or five, yeah, like a, a semester long first aid course there. And it was, yeah, they have it. and it was awesome. And so, and the, even the final exam was like crazy. Like the, there was a, a car crash and there were five people that were like injured. And then they had agitators pretending to be like, oh, let me help. And you had to, I mean, it was intense. So I took that. Did you do the EMT? That's literally what I did. So we are all graduates of Miami-Dade College oh, in some form or another. Because I went to the fire academy and EMT paramedic school in in Miami-Dade, the medical no, campus. I just, and Chris went too. I only took this class because we had adopted my little sister and I was babysitting mm. her one time and she got hurt and I didn't recognize her signs of pain. I thought she was just like like being said she was sensitive to water right. and it turned out she had an ear infection so i didn't recognize that those were signs of pain i thought she was just being like weird with water fussy yeah, yeah. so then i was like you know what i obviously don't really know anything and i need to like take a first aid class so that i know what to do like she's like a little kid um so that's, that's the why ultimate Ponte La Pila thing right there. Yeah, wow. so that is so solid, Ponte wow. La Pila, where it's like I need to do a whole class to figure out how mom, to figure. My this. mom would just create stories of people that didn't exist and put fear into me. She'd be like, "Mijo, no te bañe después que comiste. Don't you dare shower after you ate. That's how you get aneurysms. Trust All me, right. Susana, <laughs> my former neighbor. We definitely she have to do a, a segment on all the Cuban. Uh, it like I'm doing air quotes illness is yeah. the Cuban like un patatun, like whatever that is you know like we have to talk about those or the, the cocimientos is a good one too but but yeah just so in the because of that video in the comments everybody was like you're definitely the mom friends of the group and I was like oh, oh snap one, what a good it's how organically generated too that's pretty great but let's go back someone organic. sat nah, someone sat yeah. someone sat down at a table and was like Mom, focus someone, group. Let's let's suggest a nickname to her. She'll love. She doesn't know she's gonna love it. We swear. <laughs> By the way, you're I, a product of the algorithm. There's barely any like people don't talk about being the mom friends of the group, so it really became like a big thing. I've even trademarked it. Like 
I own it now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You Amazing. own Momfriend? I own wow, it. Wow, this is incredible. <laughs> I couldn't, I could, oh, this is turning out even better <laughs> than I asked, Kathy. Oh, yeah. I could, oh my God. Enter Yicer, so Yicer Bunny over here. Let me tell <laughs> wow. you, dude. Jesus. But so let's, let's talk about, because this, this show is also about like, um, the what it means to be, have like Cuban American identity. We're mm-hmm. we're all in this kind of like uh, like we both we share some similarities in that we both are from Miami originally mm-hmm. Cuban. We're very white passing, mm-hmm. but we're also like trying try to get in, you know trying to get into entertainment and mm-hmm. we're trying to do all kinds of stuff. And um, and what was it like to? have this like what did did you ever feel at odds with being quote-unquote cuban in the in like when you were trying to get outside of miami and what did it like how did did you feel about it oh all the time so in miami i like wasn't cuban enough because i don't talk like oh yeah you know i don't talk like that um and i and i i mean i use certain words like Sometimes I'll use guagua or whatever, but I also, I don't say words like <laughs> parqueo. I say apartamiento. So like, I, you know, I use different words. I don't say queque. I say bizcoche um, or postre oh, or something like bizcoche. that. <laughs> what do you think? You're better than me? Yeah, what do you, what do you think? think? You fancy? What do you <laughs> think? You never blew out candles on a public cake? <laughs> <laughs> but also, but also bizcoche, I think in like Mexico, it's like a sandwich, like a pork sandwich or something. So, it's totally different yeah. but i you know my my grandma was dominican and my grandfather's side of the family is cuban and then obviously my grandma actually all the food and everything she did was all cuban so i didn't feel cuban enough for sure and actually i distanced myself from it when i was in miami because everybody was cuban i wanted to be different so i <laughs> right. like purposely oh my God. i purposely worked on my accent and like things like that and then i leave and then suddenly i realized like oh wow no like miami and like being Spanish was actually pretty special. Like I didn't realize how spoiled I was with the food, with everything. And so then I was in Massachusetts and there suddenly I became a minority. Suddenly I was short also. Like I was like very tall. In Miami, that's I'm very five, funny. five, 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 five and a half. And so by Miami standards, that's tall. In Massachusetts, everybody's like five, eight. These I was like, how did I become so tiny suddenly? It's because um, the then... cold weather, they need longer legs to move their limbs. It's evolution. It's a, it's a whole thing. It's evolution through the snow. Through it's, the a, snow. it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. <laughs> so, I mean, that was, like, weird for me. But it, everything was fine. And then, um, obviously, like, I've moved a lot. So being in New York and everything like that, super diverse, that's all cool. The one thing is you don't have access to, like, the Miami, the food and the the coffee and the pastelito and the the little ventanitas yeah. and all of that that disappears the second you get like thirty miles outside of Miami. But um, but I think the the hardest part was actually when I went to Pennsylvania because that yeah. was when I was like because I'm very white passing. Nobody ever says anything about me being Hispanic or whatever. But being in Pennsylvania was the first time that I heard things like we speak Spanish in this country. Why are you putting your captions and like bilingual? Like this is an English speaking, oh, we speak whatever. English. Sorry. Yeah. We Did speak you mean English. It? Sorry. We speak sure. Spanish too, but yeah, we speak English in this country. Why are we doing content in Spanish? Why are we having bilingual stuff? And that was the first time that I was like, w- like what planet are you guys on? Like I had never heard anything like that before, but right. Right. I mean, have they been to like, like any that. major, air, any major airport is like English, Spanish. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, every secondary I mean, right. 
that phrase you said of not being Cuban enough mm. is so important because I felt exactly the same way. And not because I wasn't Cuban enough. I wasn't Miami Cuban yeah. enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's a big difference between Cuban and Miami Cuban. And I it, it always felt like like almost like a challenge to be other than the majority of this this group that I was a part of. Mm -hmm. I, I totally get that. I totally get that. Even the way I dress, um, now that you mention it, like, you know, obviously Miami fashion is very unique with, like, the Versace and the colors and the tight clothes and all of that. And I was, like, gothic for a period. Chris remembers. Ooh. I used to oh, I, I, wear, like, I do remember. So I've known like I've that. known Kathy since, yeah. like, middle school. Yes. Yeah. And she, uh, she went through a gothic period, and I was like, oh, look, it's a gothic Miami Cuban. <laughs> I mean, that's, un <laughs> that's unusual to begin with. But then even yeah. then, like, I feel like the rock scene, like amongst Cubans, especially is like smaller, but, but now it's smaller, by the mm -hmm. way, but now I like love salsa dancing. I love tumbao. I love all of that. But when growing up in Miami, I didn't. No. Oh, because you were a rebellious teenager, yeah. you have to hate all the things. <laughs> yeah. I will say also, that the there pressure, is a crazy the pressure to know salsa. <laughs> in miami oh my is God, yeah. traumatizing okay so i got to when i got to texas oh bro i'm like a salsa god apparently to be fair not in like real salsa circles that uh, you know people that are yeah. here in texas there's no middle ground in miami it's like oh you know people dance for fun but they're very good they dance they're professional they're very good or they're super amateur yeah they're still very good but here it's like you're a professional salsa dancer or or, fucking, or you eat salsa in the corner while you watch professional yeah. salsa dancers. But also, there was no pressure here. I danced yeah. salsa with people here, and it was just like, oh, thank you. Thank you for the dance in Miami. What trauma from both my mom. My mom would be like, eh, fatato paso. Oh, you missed a step. You missed a step. You missed a step. Two, you go to dance with someone, and if you repeat like the same turn, they're like, thank you, thank you, thank you. The fuck away from me. I it learned was in Massachusetts, so not Miami. You learned in Massachusetts? Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but then but, but, I took but, classes in Miami. Uh, I love classes. So whenever I want to do something, I take a class. <laughs> well, get out of town. No, la Wait a minute. I don't. I, I won't hear of it. But the the but so so you do. Like, yeah. All jokes aside, like I'm envious of your work ethic and that drive. There's a thing about Cubans that we're always either told or or were proud of entrepreneurial spirit mm -hmm. right like cubans are always the ones that that will that will say that the reason why we're good in this country and why we establish ourselves is because we know how to work yeah the, but they won't the, say the, that about the cubans still on the island they don't know how to work yeah that's <laughs> that's a very interesting thing do you feel like you got that from where do you think it came from for you for me it was I don't know. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe there were like some influences from like being in Miami and, you know, obviously there's a ton of entrepreneurs in Miami who have built that city and who have turned it around. But I think for me, it was actually the drive to get out of Miami. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> I think it was like, you know, I didn't have the best home life at all. I knew I didn't have um, like, like I didn't have funds or somebody that I could like fall back on. Um, except right. for my grandma, my grandma was always like there for me and my aunt as well. But, um, but I didn't have like a safety net, I suppose. And I mean, I left home at 17. So 
Like, <clears throat> wow, that is very, uh, that is unusual for not just Cubans, but Lati Latinos in general. Well, my grandma definitely did not like my mom for doing, my grandma was very, my grandparents in general are very, very traditional that way. And like, you know, the mm. family values and the big family, and it doesn't matter if you fight, you have the whatever. My mom mm. is not like that. My mom was mm. like a dictadura and it was not like you, oh, you, wow. you piss her off and she cut you off. And so actually when I was growing up, I had like the big family party, you know, the one-year-old birthday party that has like 200 people, which is like yes. crazy. But Where do we put yes. the DJs? Yes. Where yeah, do we put the, the DJ? That's my unified theory of Miami. Where do we put the DJ? Quick aside, I tell, I've had to tell parents of students now, and there's nothing wrong with doing a quinceañera, by the way. I get it. There's a whole lot of stuff. But my mom, I have pictures of my first birthday and it's like in a banquet hall and Mickey Mouse is there and there's a bunch of stuff. And my mom he, proudly, she's like, I, yeah, we spent like $8,000. And I looked at her and I go, you know, adjusted for inflation, I could have gone to fucking Stanford, right? <laughs> Jesus, where was that money when I graduated from high school with like a 3.8 GPA and getting inside? She's like, I, you, I don't think we can pay for you to go to UCF. Ah! Oh my God! It's Take true. my first birthday and put it in a savings account. It's true. I mean, it and went so from I that... did that for my baby cousin. Now she has a oh, she has money a in a savings account. Yeah, she has a savings account, and maybe eventually I'll actually put it into some kind of a uh, some kind of not beyond a saving, not an IRA or anything like that, Bitcoin. but something where it's actually yeah, big Bitcoin. Something. I literally I don't just trust put twenty five bucks a month for How my baby cousin. Doubled our investment in two weeks. Get wow. out of here. <laughs> Bro, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> Wait, ponte la the pila. Wait, we got to put on la pila, bro. We're, we're, what the we're, hell? We're, we're, we're Hryovac, and she's yeah. Duracell. We are, we are those bathrooms. <laughs> we, uh, bathrooms. We're those batteries that come with the remote control oh, for your yeah. TV that lasts like three days. We're those pilas. We're the ones that like suck. <laughs> that you're, that like you, you use, you press one button, you're like, pew, pew. <laughs> Jesus, this one's a Tesla over here. <laughs> We've moved but, past the battery. We're like solar powered. <laughs> okay, sure. No battery needed. Jesus. But I do love the idea. So that is a common thing with with uh, about like family mm -hmm. structures. Like the the stereotype is very tight in family, but like that's got to also rub you the wrong way if you're not from that stereotypical family. Well, I want in, that in terms. Like I would, I would love that. You know, like I've always thought that yeah. was like one of the really good values. And I mean. Obviously, now being older, like it's more work to kind of reconnect with like family that you've kind yeah. of been cut off from. But, um, but I mean, I don't know. I feel. I, I always used to. I, I used to joke around that. That's like a. Um, this is one of my bits on stage. Wait, oh god, this is such an old joke. But I would talk about how you know, like when you're, uh, if you're a guy, you live with your mom until you get married, and then you live in her parents' house. You know, like. <laughs> Like that's that was the standard operating procedure because I also was constantly driven to move out early. Like I was one of those people that like I I, I feel like I got it from movies where mm. they show like some random white kid leaving the house at 18 and Coming moving to age. New York or whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever it was, it was always like or or even like when the father would be like, you're 18 now. You're the man. You have the you got to mm -hmm. go out and make your own life. And it's always it, it, it was such this weird dissonance with like Cuban culture where they just build an efficiency for the guy in the back. You know what I mean? Like it was such a weird thing. And in the yeah, movies, I, I wasn't was like, allowed to watch movies. My mom only let me watch bubble boy. Uh, so I lived <laughs> at home until I was like 26 or something like that. And I was like, Oh, it's just like the movies. Wow. Hollywood lifestyle over here.
this is the same as uh, all movies are Bubble Boy, all right? Movies. All of them are just as good. But I have to say, I actually, I envy like Chris, Chris and your mom, like that relationship. Like, I wish I had that. <laughs> I want your yeah. mom. Of, I know I, I don't of, know all the details, but I want her. Oh, she's, of all she's of the... great. She's just a stereotypical Cuban mom. I think I, I put want... a, a post today that was like, no my yamao by 10 a.m. And it was just inspired by me. And I showed it to her, Love too. That. And she started <laughs> laughing so hard. She's like, hey, hey, it's true. It's true. I'm like, <laughs> and, and then she said, ¿Y por qué no me llamaste? Ay, tienes tiempo para grabar un video, pero no para llamar a tu... <laughs> and that's every day, by the way. It's every single day of my life. I love I remember that. We... Yeah, it's good. It's probably annoying, but I love I've it. I've come to realize... Uh, I've come to appreciate it by having... like finally moving out of the house that is like 26 or something like that. coming here to Dallas a few years ago, I see friends and people I dated and even my fiance now, like I ask her, Oh, how's your parents? And she's like, Oh, I don't know. We, we spoke on Saturday. You asked me like every other day. And I'm like, Oh shit. You don't check in with your mom every single morning at eight o'clock, three o'clock and eight, eight o'clock at night. Yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, my mom's painting the house today. What's your mom doing? Like, I don't know. I remember when you we would be hanging out, Chris and I, and uh, the the call would come, like, and because your mom refused to text you, she would refuse <laughs> the text message. It had to be your voice, like you were being held hostage, and she needed proof of life. I need to know. Like, she, I need to. You know what? And you know it's interesting. <laughs> one of her favorite movies, Taken. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah. Other, I mean, and, and she'd be like, "Wait, let's go see Taken again, or Renta me Taken again." I mean, just. No, oh yeah, goodness. I can't even watch movies like that. <laughs> where did you where did your family fall in terms of the kind of like eventual progression into what we now see on the news as like these the Republican crazies? Uh, they're not. Right. I mean, actually not all of my family. Let me just yeah, not I just saw half of my family was like at a uh, just went to dinner to celebrate like Biden's inauguration and that surprised me. And my I had no idea that they felt that way. Um, but my mom in particular is like a QAnon mm. person. Oh, oh, oh like full QAnon. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's scary. See, that's it's so scary because they're the they're so far removed. Oh, beyond. From, like there's there's so much craziness that it's like it's hard. Like you it, there's a certain point. There's no um, what I would say reason. You can't reason with them at all. At all. It's crazy. You know the, I mean? the other day she lost power and it was Antifa. I'm like, it's AT&T. <laughs> Relax. Uh, uh, let me bill? tell you, FPL has a monopoly in Florida, so it can't possibly be Antifa. First of all, Antifa yeah. does doxing attacks, not whatever. <laughs> it's it's, But that's the thing. But that's one of the things about this show is that I, I've we've gotten, so we talked about it last time, we've, we've gotten some complaints of people like, you're not, like b me being progressive not even like a leftist or mm -hmm. not even just democrat like beyond democrat is a violation of some sort of cuban rule book like <laughs> like a, some sort of insult to cubanity you know what i mean like some sort of insult to my cuban heritage and i'm also like you guys are worshiping one man as well, like even this leader that, even before then i remember being in middle school uh, no i'm sorry high school high school I, my law class, there was 10 people out of Braddock was a high school that um, sure. in my year that got selected to go to D.C. as part of this program called Close Up. Chris, were you in that? No. 
Okay, I feel. Let like- me guess. You ponte la pila and you got in to yes. be one of those people. <laughs> so I was one of the people. No, no. I, I was singing "Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer" uh, Christmas <laughs> telegrams so every went- year in high school. It's funny because this was a DC program that was training people from like underprivileged, which Braddock was not underprivileged. I don't even know why we were on the list, but um, was training people to become activists in their community. And um, I remember, oh oh yeah, I remember we were going and it was going to DC and we were going to visit Arlington and um, the, uh, my law teacher at the time goes to me, she's like, uh, spit on Kennedy's grave for me. And I'm like, that's aggressive. Wow. <laughs> what a what a sentence that my is. My teacher. Yeah. My law teacher of all Yeah, no, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty in all good. fairness, there was that teacher in Florida just recently that uh said that the attack on the Capitol was done by Antifa and then someone filmed it and then she's apparently gotten in I hope she's gotten fired, but I know she de- it definitely got around well, that um one of our uh, old teachers from Braddock also is also a leader in the alt-right pagan movement, which is super exciting. What? Yeah, Fenner. Alt-right pagan movement? Is it a- really? They're taking over the pagan movement. I, I found out because she was quoted in a Vice article. Get out. She was so then, quoted in a Vice article. Yeah. I, it's, it's mind-blowing seeing how many of my high school teachers um, are, again, it's not even just being Republican, man. One thing is being Republican and... And then there's one thing is being like way over there, like way over there. Um, it's been yeah, pretty no, impressive and, and knowing the impact they had on me. But it yeah. is, it is, you know, I, what I do find interesting about that is that I had all these very influential people in my life who were, who I now realize are hardcore that direction. And I go, wait, I'm still here. I'm still, I, I still don't share those beliefs and they molded me and they, probably tried and they had us read books our english teacher had us read in 10th grade exclusively ayn ron books exclusively oh yes yes exclusively the fountainhead anthem and atlas shrugged exclusively also doing illegal activities so it's really like hilarious yeah it's it's pretty good it's pretty and these are these are this goes to the bigger systematic. Mike's always talking about the bigger, the bigger pictures, and even like told me, or like called me out earlier this week because like it's not about one guy; it's about the ideas. And it's like the system is the system's pretty jacked up. There are micro things that we can't fix, but man, this system that these are people that are in schools truly influencing and throwing their power. They they like to say that there's a lot of liberalism in academia, and there is in higher ed. There really is, yeah. but you pay for higher ed. <laughs> right. Well, there's a whole issue with <clears throat> I, 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 w- I wish I had more. I didn't know we were going to talk about this, but the general education uh, department of the country was founded by like the Rockefellers or someone like that to to like it like the public quote unquote public school system is basically like the evolution of this thing that was basically to teach you just enough so that you could be a good worker. The goals were never to teach you how to think. They were to teach you how to do math so you could become an accountant. They were to teach you how to do science so that you could work in the factories as a chem, you know, like, so you could make more shit. You know, like, the goals of public education in terms of, like, in this original program were not for to teach you how to think. Like, I always wondered why they never taught us how to, like, uh, you know, they never taught us how to, like, the life skills mm-hmm. of... I also went to a shitty private school, so I can't really, like, oh, a yeah. super religious yeah. private school. 
So they it was but, a but shitty even then, like, one too. No offense. Yeah, they they <laughs> it wasn't they, even one of those like oh you went to oh no. it's the like, one that they always confuse for Brendan. a better school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can <laughs> just yeah for sure? Oh, Columbus or no, Mike. Went. I used to shit on it, and then people would be like, "Oh, that's not this other school." I was like, "Oh no, that school's good." And I'm like, "No, no, no. You're thinking of the other school that's good. I, the one that's similarly named but is not good." <laughs> not oh, same. Um, oh, same. Brandon. Oh no, same Brandon. No, no, same Brandon. That's <laughs> Brandon. Brandon. Ese primo de Brandon. Ese San yeah. Brandon. <laughs> I mean, um, you know, when it came to that stuff, I also like grew up well like Catholic but then when my mom started going down this like you know she became evangelical and over time got to the cube part but um but my 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 views were always very simple like if if people let people do what they want if they're not bothering people I don't care what bathroom you're using as long as you're not bothering me that's it like you're not hurting anybody I don't care if you don't believe if you believe that wearing some crystal is going to protect you from lights from whatever that's great doesn't matter wear whatever you want doesn't matter but like and and then in terms of like my responsibility to society if i pay one percent more taxes because i am in that bracket that's like affected so if i pay one percent more taxes and it means that people can get better education or that people can get better health care whatever great and by the way that also drives down crime and as a wealthy person you should care about people not targeting you for crime. i feel like it's very simple it gets complicated when maybe you talk about how are we going to do it how do the taxes, how do you budget this and that? Right. But the ideals are like, just don't be an asshole. Like, is that so hard? It's genuinely, it's pretty, so it's, I had to have this conversation with simple. my mom and yeah. And, and with my mom, <clears throat> she's, she's one of those people that are like, has since like told me that I cannot fuck this Trump guy. I can't believe how far it's gone. Like I'm, I'm I, you know, like there's all of this negative stuff and she's like, she just want. she's just christian you know but she's christian Great. in the way that like you're supposed to be christian like you be nice to people you be kind to people you 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 put you be christ-like not christian you know what i mean right. like take care of the sick take care how's the home you know like be a good person take care of the be a good samaritan all of the lessons that jesus taught you like do that not all of this other periphery nonsense but so <clears throat> I forgot my point. I was talking, uh, but I was going to say about in terms of the nuts and bolts, my dad busted out this idea of like the 10% flat tax rate. Like if everybody just pays 10%, like just like they give to God, give to the, you know, like tithe, like you want to tithe. Okay. 10% goes to the government. You make $4 million, 10% of that goes to your company makes a billion dollars. 10% of that goes to the government. Then it becomes a matter of like, what do we use this money for? So once we have all this money, however we get it, it, it becomes a matter of like, I don't want to spend $2,000 on a toilet seat for a military base. I don't want to give a private military contractor. I don't want to bomb any more brown kids. You know what I mean? I want to close Guantanamo Bay. You know, like I, like I wanted to, all that stuff feels like unnecessary money when you can take a just a portion of that money and give it to like healthcare and give it to, you know, like uh, housing the homeless is one of those instantly fixable problems. Yeah. In terms of like just treating them like human beings, like whenever they say, oh, we're cracking down on the homeless problem. I really wish it meant that they were putting people, homeless people in houses, not in jail. You know what I mean? It's just interesting how people get stuck in the micro and people who live in a represent, basically a represent or a representative democracy 
It's like, there's a reason you elect people. Let them get stuck in the micro. But are you telling me that the very simple idea, like the, it's, it's not about, it's not about how are we going to do it? No offense. And, and this isn't, I hate passing the buck off like this, but it's like, well, how are we going to give everyone uh healthcare? And I go, oh, I voted for someone to take care of that. That's why I live. <laughs> for That's sure. There's an issue. But the fact, there. but the fact, yeah. But the fact that people like common citizens who are not, again elected officials just can't or refuse to just acknowledge like yes it would be great to have socialized medicine it would be great or just healthcare for all it would be great to have x you know insert xyz free education and they'll say but how do you get it i go oh hold, hold on hold your horses do you agree with that well i would right. i would but i don't think it's possible and you go then something's wrong with the system that we don't think it's possible because other people do it. I actually spoke to a a Trump person yesterday um, and we were talking about that. And when you talk about like the ideas, they're on board, but it's just like maybe like little things like the implementation or whatever. Not every, every Trump person, but I think the problem with politics now is that we're not talking about like healthcare or the environment or education or anything like that. We're talking about saying Christmas is under attack. You can't say Christmas. Right. And I'm like, who? Yeah. I've never, I heard Christmas like 2,000 times. Who is attacking your Christmas? Like, we I hear Christmas music from tr- November to January. I Fuck you, one, Christmas is under I got one for you. Next year or next election, right before the midterms, Noche Buena is under attack. Oh my God. Take it easy. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's not you're right. they're not for anything. They're just against everything. It's like right. It's, right. it's like a non-starter. Do you feel like cuz cuz I think it comes down to in terms of why why this why this podcast exists? Why it bothers me so much that it becomes you're either with me or you're against me. There's no oh we have different ideas of how to get to the same location. It's if we are opposed, we are enemies. And I feel like in in Miami, especially like in with like the Republicanism of Cubans, like when you talk to them, it becomes this thing of the the jumping to conclusions of like slippery slope, Mm -hmm. like craziness where you can't have a real conversation because it's something about like, oh, well, I think we should forgive student loan debt. It's like, you know, like, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. There's many, 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 many steps between me saying we should forgive student debt and me saying that we should literally not be able to own property and take back the means of production. You know what I mean? Like, we, there's a huge jump there. That's how the people it's who like exaggeration want to control you want you to think, right? Like, that's manipulation at its finest. It's either one thing or some other extreme thing that you know, has nothing to do with it or whatever. I, I actually made like a TikTok video about that, but... um, <laughs> Let's talk about that. So this medium, you're literally reaching out to more people than you could talk to in a lifetime, For right? Sure. In one video, <laughs> right? Sure. Like I, I, I can't talk individually to 100,000 people or a million people or whatever, but your videos hit a bunch of people. And for sure, those people are coming back to you with stuff. Have Has your politics and identity come up at all like not much people make assumptions because i'm cuban i try to stay away from it Mm. for the most part just because tiktok isn't 
there's a political side to it, but it, they really like it's more of like a happy app, even which is funny because all I talk about is like paranoid topics. But um... I don't know. I saw some pretty <laughs> angry QAnon people cry. That did you see that crying QAnon lady? Yes, talking oh, about yes, like Mr. Trump, come save us. <laughs> that was funny. I was like, damn, you know, that lady was not happy. <laughs> you know what I noticed about that video? That her and I have the same makeup organizer in the back. That's what I noticed <laughs> about that video. Bringing so America like, you together. We're not all the same. We're not all so we're different. We're not all different. <laughs> not so different. That's very funny. But um, you know, I think yes. about that every time I buy a product on Amazon, and I see there's like five thousand reviews. I look at it and I go, statistically, twenty five hundred people who think completely <laughs> the opposite of what I think also bought this. If only somehow. We we can talk about this together, bro. So just oh, and that just, is how algorithms work when well, they're pushing I'll say ads. This, I bought some. I bought something because I went to go hiking and I was buying gear to like go backpacking up in the woods, you know. And I bought something. I swear to you, the only thing is that it had the word tactical in it. Mm-hmm. The, the name was a tactical something, and all of a sudden, all my ads were like, "Do you hate immigrants?" And I'm like, "No, no, no, no! I just want to be able to see at night. I'm sorry, I didn't mean. I just want to be able to see at night. I didn't know this was a racist flashlight. I'm sorry. Excuse me. I just do tactical. Suddenly, everything is like a bunch of dudes like, "Look at my gun is a dick," and blah blah blah. You know, I was like, "Whoa, calm down, algorithm. I just, I just need light." I ran. I've run into that too because of like the content that I post. That's about safety and security and whatever. Right. My audience, my intent audience and primarily it's women who you know women and people who find themselves like in vulnerable situations obviously i don't want to speak for like other communities but i know that like the transgender community has like um felt like some of my videos were helpful whatever and so um yeah so that was my like intended audience but when i'm doing research on topics like i end up on some of these like websites that I, I was like, I don't know. One of them was like, we went from talking about some safety things like uh, personal alarms and stuff like that. And then suddenly the next blog post that I saw on this website was about like global warming. Cause there was snow on the ground. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. I just, oh. I'm just trying to like, learn about like your security tips. Like <laughs> I don't care that there was no snow on the ground or the whatever. Assumptions, yeah. The assumptions made about, uh, about you by the algorithm it's always it's always revelatory because they're not like like you did buy a thing or you say you're saying things in terms of safety but like the algorithm is the jumping to conclusions of the internet like it it, it, like you click on this thing one time and it's like get ready you're gonna buy nylon backpacking tents for the rest of your life we're gonna keep pumping those ads to you forever Mm -hmm. and it's interesting it's interesting how like you like that's kind of changed the way people communicate over time too like the way mm-hmm. did you like this is something i noticed when trump started becoming more politically active republicans started to mimic the way he tweeted in the way they spoke mm. like saying sad or like you know like they were mimicking the language of the internet but out loud to each other you know what i it's mean it's like when you hear people are like brb lol they'll just say acronyms right. That makes sense. But it became this truncated like thing, and I'm, I'm, it's interesting because like TikTok has its own. Oh yeah. Uh, like I haven't Fan been able to crack daddy. Yeah, dude. I, All I, of the okay. TikTok lingo guilty. is be- or Blow songs up. are guilty as charged. I just got onto TikTok this week. Man, I'm fucking late to can, the game. Can you game. give us a rundown? What, it is fire. What, how do it we awesome. make TikTok work for us? I I um, was wrong. 
I was so wrong, <laughs> Kathy. It is so awesome. It is everything. I understand, like, life sucks by comparison to TikTok, I will say. Like, I, so I'm in education. And I, I, you know, it's interesting. Teachers are like, how come kids can't pay attention to the classroom? Like, have you been on TikTok? 45 seconds. And you're like, oh, how do you make a thousand dollars an hour? How do you buy a mm-hmm. house and this and that? You learn everything you need to learn in 30 seconds linked to the rest. It's like <laughs> express the important part linked to the rest. Express the important part linked to the rest. And I go, man, if, if a teacher tries to teach any lesson that's more than 90 seconds long, there, that's twice as much lifetime content that that kid has to consume that could have just been done on TikTok in like 45 seconds. It's mind-blowing how what you can do on it. I, for one, like, I, I can't watch regular TV. I just can't. I start going on my phone within the first five minutes because it's a much slower pace than something like TikTok. When I first got on TikTok, what I did was I I studied, I mean, when I first got on TikTok saying, I'm gonna start really using this app, I studied it for like nine hours. I was just straight like swiping and trying to learn like the formulas. And then I tested different things for myself. And then um, TikTok also trained me on, I I attended one of like their webinars because they had, when that, so I did a video about using the Socratic method to kind right. of combat like microaggression. And it was inspired by my mom and my aunt is a, um, a therapist. So when I was telling her, I was like, how do I like deal with this? Because the crazy is so crazy that I don't even know how to right. respond. And she was like, don't respond. Just ask her what she means by that. And keep asking until like you get to the basis of it. And so I was like, oh shoot, that's smart. And so you're not supposed to really like weaponize the Socratic method in that way. You're supposed to use it to have like a meaningful discussion. I decided to weaponize it by saying like, oh, somebody says you're not Spanish mm. enough or whatever. What do you mean mm. by that? Um, mm. so, so you're not supposed to weaponize the Socratic method. What do you mean? <laughs> you don't know how I'm, many I'm people on the other way. I was like, on that video. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm assuming every other person. Look, I'm new to TikTok, okay? I, I'm coming I, at it from the other angle. I'm like, how does that make you feel? <laughs> how do you feel about the Socratic method? Yeah, I mean, oh, you, my question you think, would be, you, my question to everything would just be like, and also, do you have a croqueta lying around here? <laughs> Is there any croqueta? No, but the idea of like, um, I, I can imagine that it's very difficult to talk to somebody who is at the QAnon level of uh, right wing extremism when you like you genuinely don't understand how they got to where they are. And I wish they would answer. Questions. Oh, I understand you know, like, unemployment. <laughs> That's how my mom <laughs> got there. She lost her she, job and had 24 hours a day to browse Facebook and YouTube. And it's do you, been do you a think she was a victim spiral. of the algorithm? And that huh? the same algorithm that luckily launched Kathy to, you know, the success she's had on TikTok probably, you know, took her mom to a downward spiral because it all these conspiracy theories reinforce these preconceived um or really I think I think what I what I read about it recently is that these conspiracy theories kind of give certain folks peace of mind, letting them think uh giving them answers to questions mm-hmm. or to problems yeah, that are almost unsolvable or yeah. that the most common answer is just not a satisfying answer for certain people. And when there's just hours and hours and 
I don't know, uh, of content and available fake. online. Yeah, fake, yeah. fake stuff. That she, is made. That is made to look so well produced. That's the other that, thing. That that's, is that's so that true. Is well produced. I mean, you would think, and I know this is not a great artistic comparison, but you would think Michael Bay is producing some of this content. She, you, because she it, has no, set, Michael Bay's perfect. <laughs> Michael Bay is perfect, me, and he is um, producing some of this. <laughs> <laughs> she has sent me articles saying this was on ABC News and she sent me the link and I'm like, mom, this isn't ABC News. This is like, ABC News is like abc.go or whatever. This was like, a, it was a different logo and a different URL, but just slightly different. There was like one extra letter. If it was .go, it was like .com go or something like that, .go.com. Right. And so just, a, but it looked identical. And so she thought this was a real article and I'm like, this isn't ABC News. So it's like crazy how deep this stuff gets. It's interesting how access to information gave malicious people access to the tools to create something that looked like, like right now we are broadcasting. We, I'm in New York. Chris is in Dallas. You're in, Jersey. Uh, you're in Jersey. And we're able to have this record this entire show. I have the technology to record it. There's you. You can literally do it from your cell phone. You don't even need the technology to do it. And I can add music, and I can add all this stuff. And if we did video, it would still be highly produced to the same level that because of COVID, everyone is doing the same exact stuff. Mm -hmm. Because the reporters at home have it's all. It was. It's been really interesting to see which news people are really like tech savvy at home, and which ones are not. Yes. Which ones know how to use lighting, and which ones who don't. Um, that goes to your Ponte because, Las Filas thing. Yeah, because you know how, like, you you want to make something look as real. Like, we got to take the pilas away from those crazy people <laughs> that are putting fake news out there and put them into the people like, like we were talking about the experts who know what they're doing. Like, I don't know how to solve a problem. I know how to I know how to intervene medically if someone's having an emergency because that's what I'm trained to do, and I know how to tell some jokes. <laughs> And then that's it. That's the extent of my training. And then it goes to like, we need to put the people who are truthfully knowledgeable about stuff in charge. Yeah. That's and, my idea. You know, I felt a responsibility with that, with like my content too. Cause sometimes people have like questions about things that are urban legends. And I'm like, I'm right. not going to talk about that because it's an urban legend. So I, I could, I could post a video about be careful with an X on your, the back of your car. It means you're being targeted for whatever. Um, that oh video, my God, that yeah, video all those crazy six, things. Seven million views, but I put out a video saying, when you see these things, this is completely false. Here's like pages of police reports saying false, 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 false. And um, of course that doesn't go viral because that's not fun, but at least I have like something on my account right. that like says that. That peace of mind. And I always like, when I talk about stuff, um, I'll source my data if I have it. Like sometimes it's just opinion. Like, oh, what to say if somebody asks for your number and you don't know how to respond like that's just an opinion right. but um if i i talked about newspapers and how they can spontaneously combust and cause a fire i found out fourteen thousand fires a year happen from spontaneous combustion and i cited my data because i don't want people to think i'm just making this stuff up <laughs> the that that seems to be a a, a crazy uh, and we gotta man kathy I could talk to you forever it's so fun <laughs> but uh like there was a this this there's this trend of quote unquote people who are believing nonsense telling you to go do your research because mm. it gives the illusion that just being able to Google something and find one page that supports your opinion is enough to be considered research. It's not, 
You know, like it, it, it's absolutely not. So when someone's on a comment thread going, you know, like, oh, this is all the crazy stuff that's happening or someone is in your face telling you something that you know to be false. And they're like and, they're, and I'm like, OK, great. Where did you hear that? Where did you post a link right now or tell me oh, who'd you hear from? Oh, you heard it from this. Story? Let me look it up on my phone. Let, let's let's really talk about it. And once there is that accountability, it all falls apart. Well, no, because you know none mean? of the things on the internet are real. <laughs> you know, like then it doesn't matter what you find. I actually find that Googling some, I do it all the time. Like, mm. I, I mean, I know that Google obviously tracks your whatever. There's DuckDuckGo. There's all different types. Like I use VPN. Oh, right. Yeah, the privacy. Yeah. So there's all different types of like privacy stuff. But I find that if I hear a crazy headline and I type it into Google, even if I'm not really sure what it is, man in Idaho, privacy, whatever, like it, something will come up. And so, for example, here's a good example. Um, when the whole Trump Four Seasons hotel versus gardening thing happened, right, I yes. saw that headline and I thought, this is a joke. There's no way this happened. That's crazy. Right. So I typed it into Google and then I was like, oh my God, this is real? I thought there was no way it was real. And, you know, so, I mean, I do it from both from both ends. There's there a, was a lot of that from Trump times yeah. where you're like, there's no way this is real. Oh, it's real. Okay. All right. And, like, and from both ends, there there was another a meme that's been circulating forever that said that Trump said that if he ever ran for office, he'd run for the Republican Party because they're stupid. He never said that. Right. He never that's said true, that. Yeah. But so, you know, I fact I fact check everything. It got it shared just, like crazy, though. Oh, everybody believes it. But. Um, I fact check like crazy, but you know, it's, it's on both sides. It just happens to kind of definitely lean right. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a definite, there's a definite slant and a Dutch angle on the, on the picture right now. Unfortunately. Um, Kat, Kathy, thank you so much for, uh, coming on Odo Cubanity with us. And this is, this is so you fit perfectly the phrase Ponte la Pila. Uh, even in your research, you know, we got to tell people, go out there. Hey, if you want to say something and have people believe you, ponte la pila and do your own research so that you can say without a doubt, knowing where you stand, that you have this idea and it is founded in something as opposed to just some guy on the Internet told me something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, go, you know, ponte la pila. I like that. I like that. Thank you so much. Is there anything that we can? I mean, you are, you're going to have much more social media engagement than we are but if you'd like <laughs> listeners our dozen of listeners to uh <laughs> to, to find you where can they find you online uh tiktok and instagram um everything's my name kathy Pedrias, and my website is the mom friends guide <laughs> the mom friends guide yeah you're totally well because you're gonna write a book i got the deal <laughs> <laughs> that deal is done Congratulations. So that's, yeah, I'm telling you, there's, Mira you, never nice. know what, you never know where like social media can take things. It's, it's crazy. Like people just reach out. I mean, I'm not making like a ton of money or anything like that from social media at all. I have like regular jobs, but um, the opportunities is, is nice. Yeah. And I want to tell you, can I don't want to tell you something, Kathy, you said it earlier. You said, you know, you got lucky, but one thing about luck, man, it doesn't happen to people que tienen la pila guardada en la gaveta. That is yeah. for sure. That shit, it, you know, luck does not strike. Uh, not even to call people lazy, yeah. but it just doesn't. It doesn't strike the lazy. Yeah, <laughs> luck. Luck seems to happen to people more frequently who work their ass off. So, uh, take that. Take that with a. Would you like to leave us? Is there any kind of tip for uh, podcast listening 
that to like find what what would you recommend how do we search for things and like-minded people on social line on social media and tiktok and and podcasts and all that stuff well luckily the algorithms will find it for you (laughs) oh no and then skynet (laughs) takes over the world and then the terminator happens but you know what's funny is sometimes i get like too deep into like the algorithm has pinned me too much and so Mm. i clear my cache and like i just start swiping on all the stuff that i like and i swipe super fast and it resets it and then the second i get hit with like a cooking video that i never interact with suddenly i'm liking it and commenting and i just try to like trigger it to do on you tiktok wanna... it works on youtube and all these other places just don't click right. that recommended button <laughs> so take control of the algorithm don't let the algorithm control you fancy yeah nice, <laughs> nice. oh hold well, on thank I, you everybody you're about to sign off oh, Wait, you got hold to... on i'm about to hold on marco rubio this week said oh, yeah this is why marco rubio this sucks. is why marco rubio sucks he just said joe biden is president now what? What the fuck does that even mean, Marco Rubio? What do you mean now what, dickhead? You're an elected government official. What do you mean now what? Yeah. I you hope are you the fucking what? know now, now you. what. People fucking voted now for you, you, Marco. Jesus Christ. Don't listen to what I your I knew I should have some stupid for shit. For. That's, that one time I saw him at Target buying a Christmas ornament, I should have told him. should have said something. They could have changed. You should have gone up to him and said, hey, Marco Rubio, here's why you suck. <laughs> It could have changed. Years from now, my best everything. friend and I will oh. insult you on a podcast. Oh my God! <laughs> Poor all the dreamers that I could have saved if it was. Oh. Anti everything. Anyway. Uh, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Kathy. Thank, thank you, Christopher you. Kwan, my best friend. And uh, you can find us at Twitter. Oh, the Cubanity. Oh. O-H underscore the Cubanity. You can follow me at Mike Mercadal on all social media at Cuban without the B on Instagram and. What did you everywhere put really? You... you can find me Cuban yeah. without the B on Instagram, Cuban without the B on TikTok, Cuban without the B on Twitter. You actually Cuban without the B is too long for Twitter. So if you do Twitter, I don't really do Twitter, but croqueta face, croqueta face. That's absolutely true. Uh, thank you, everybody. And uh, again, if you would like to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, that is the algorithm. Buster, you can help us so much if you give us five stars and you write a nice little. Tell us your favorite Cuban phrase, and we will f- find a guest to meet. Mm. I mean, we couldn't have asked for a better Ponte la Pila guest than Kathy. But if uh, send us stuff, there's an email othecubanity at gmail dot com, and you can contact us all on social media. Kathy, thank you so much. Take it easy. Take it easy, man.